I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so excited to have our next guest here. We have Megan Reamer, who is the co-founder of Jackson's Chips, and you may have seen she and her husband on Shark Tank a couple of years ago. Uh, you may have seen her products on the shelves of many stores that are out there, but you definitely need to hear a little bit more about her incredible, so inspiring story. And this is definitely a great example of a founder who has a mission and is a mission-driven entrepreneur with just an incredible reason for doing what she's doing every single day. So when she and her husband, Scott, developed their first recipe for slow-cooked chips made from sweet potatoes uh, with coconut oil and avocado oil. I want to understand if the avocado came later or uh, we'll learn a little bit more about that. They weren't thinking about creating the snack food success that they have today. They were on a mission to help their son, Jackson, get a great tasting snack that was nutrient dense. And their son, Jackson, had a rare autoimmune disease and tragically passed away at age 16 from complications of the disease. His legacy lives on, though, through the creation of Jackson's Honest using the same all natural recipe that Scott and Megan made for him. And it is just such an incredible story and such a great product, too. So, Honored to have you here, Megan. Thank you, Kara. That's quite an intro. So um, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here to talk with you today. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to start at the beginning. If someone hasn't actually tasted your product or doesn't know what Jackson's Honest is, can you share a little bit more about what your company does and what your products are? Yeah, sure. So we make nutritious snack foods. We make sweet potato chips cooked in both coconut oil and avocado oil. We have different SKUs for different oils and uh, so different products for different oils. And really it is this, you know, kind of healthy, feel good, guilty, uh, not guilty pleasure of eating snack foods that we all enjoy. So, you know, something crispy, something fried, but but really simple ingredients um, that individually are very nutrient dense and then collectively, you know, make this great tasting chip. Amazing. And so I want to back up a bit and get a little bit of the backstory. I mentioned a bit about Jackson. Can you share a bit about how th this product came to be? Yeah, sure. So Jackson, as you mentioned, had a rare autoimmune disease and it started when it when he was very young, when he was two years old. So until that point, he was, you know, a healthy toddler, walking, talking, doing all the, the things toddlers do, and then started to develop 
some muscle weakness in his legs that over the next three years spread up his body. So it looked very much like, you know, Lou Gehrig's disease or multiple sclerosis, something that was an autoimmune global issue. Um, and so we were taking him around the country. We live in Colorado. We were taking him around the country, trying to find a diagnosis and, and not finding any answers. And so in that time frame of, you know, watching this regression, um, this neurological regression and, and really a lot of discomfort and pain. So his central nervous system was malfunctioning and, and, you know, he was in significant distress on a daily level. And, it was this neurological distress, but it was also this GI distress. And so we were feeding him this, this wonderful diet, you know, organic, gluten-free, anything that could really uh, be easy for him to digest and easy to um, assimilate. And he still wasn't getting these nutrients that he needed. And so we really started to think about, you know, what, what can we control? We didn't have a diagnosis. No one was giving him any you know, medicine, nothing pharmaceutical to try to address anything, but we were watching this um, significant regression and significant pain. And so we just started to play around with his diet. And in doing that, you know, that was in 2005, 2004, and um, really kind of reverse engineered this keto diet for him. And, and keto was something that, you know, GI doctors were prescribing at that point in time, but it was really for the management of a seizure disorder, um, primarily. And so, and there wasn't a lot of uh, real concern or insight into where some of these foods were coming from. So like, how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart, Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week too, like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part, each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off, plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You needed a certain ratio of fats, for instance, per day in your diet if you were on a keto diet, but there wasn't a lot of intention around what type of fats those were. And so for us, you know, we were eating this healthy diet, we really, you know, focused on on shifting that food pyramid. So if we give him more fats and protein and, and significantly fewer carbs, you know, what does that look like? Does it manage some of his symptoms? And we found out that it did. And so we became very intentional and and um, you know focused on what type of fats we were giving him in particular, and recognizing for ourselves and educating ourselves around the idea that there are good fats and bad fats, just like good proteins and bad, good carbs and bad. So that's really the the root of how this business started because we were making everything from scratch at that point in time, right? In in 2005, you couldn't buy bone broth on the shelf and sure. you couldn't buy fermented foods and you couldn't buy like all these very, you know, nutritious foods that are easy right now. And, and these chips were one of the things we made because we were eating a pretty strict keto and paleo diet and like just craving, I particularly was craving something salty and crunchy and chewy. And 
probably would have eaten the bark off of a tree <laughs> if that had solved this like, you know, sort of need that I had. And um, and we just started fooling around making sweet potato chips in particular because they were a root vegetable and they weren't a nightshade and cooking them in, you know, saturated fats we were using. So coconut oil, lard, to answer your question, avocado oil came later, but it was something we were certainly using in our kitchen and just, you know, trying to feed our family. And in doing so, the response that we had, I think it's a kind of a typical founder story where it's like people said, oh my gosh, these are the best chips I've ever had. Have you guys ever thought of starting a business? And have you ever thought of, you know, um, trying to sell these? And at that point in time, until sort of 2012, 2013, when we really did start to think about it more seriously, we just laughed it off and um, you know, and I had my hands full with four kids and my husband was commuting back and forth from Colorado to New York for a job. And so it wasn't in the cards, but, um, but the root of, of this business is, you know, making these in our home for our family and then deciding, you know, maybe there were other people who fit into this sort of autoimmune or this, this category of reading ingredients specifically for the type of fats um, that were being cooked, their foods were being cooked in. It's amazing what you did. When you were thinking about this, I mean, obviously you you talked about, you know, nobody was really doing this. Were you actually creating the category of chips from? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm just thinking back at that time because it was 2005, right? When you were making this in your kitchen. I mean, no, was anyone doing this? I mean, not that I, not that I'm aware of. Even when we launched in 2013, we were the only company making chips in coconut oil. Yeah. And so we really, you know, we really created that segment of that set in that category of coconut oil based foods and and snack foods. And so, you know, there's a reason they were really hard and they continue to be really hard uh, to cook in coconut oil, right? It's a fussy oil. It requires a certain temperature. It requires a certain process. It's different than avocado oil just because of the, you know, the fry temperature. And so there are all these idiosyncrasies and, and unique, uh, I think, characteristics of the coconut oil because it is such a saturated fat. And so when we, you know, we're making these in our kitchen, we were doing it, we live in this tiny town in Colorado. So it's, it's Crested Butte. It's like at 9,000 feet. We have about 2,500 full-time people who live here. And we had a little commercial kitchen. And so, you know, we were cooking them every night my and bagging them and sealing them and shipping them. We just had a little like website open that we were taking orders and kind of, I think about nine or 10 months into it, my husband said, you know, I'm getting tendonitis in my elbow. Like he was slicing it with a mandolin, these potatoes with a mandolin every night. And, you know, our kids were like throwing potatoes into the, into the pans that we had fabricated for it. And so he said, I think we need to scale this up and I'm really going to, you know, look into this and, and think about whether it makes sense to try to, to go from small scale to large scale and how we do that and, and the economics around that. And so we found a co-packer in Denver who just, you know, loved our story, loved what we were doing, believed in sort of the root of this business and, and us as a mom and pop. And um, said, all right, you know, come up and and bring some potatoes with you and Let's bring try. some oil and we'll do some test batches and we'll we'll check it out. And so they became our first co-packer and really grew with us from 
2013 through 2000 you know, 16, 17, like really uh, were, were deep partners with us and, and helped us grow our business in a way that we could never have done on our own. And, and I'd say like we had, you know, partners like that along all aspects of our supply chain who really, you know, I think they like this David versus Goliath story and, and recognize that, that there was some traction there, that there was something that consumers could hold on to and grab onto and, and align with. Because what we found when we opened up this story and, and very intentionally had to think about sharing our son's story widely was that, you know, people really identified with it. And, and while he was at one end of this spectrum of the autoimmune disease and the severity of it that he was experiencing, you know, there were so many people who could associate with his story in in trying to navigate a disease that they weren't finding answers for or that pharmaceuticals weren't working for anymore. And they knew they had to start looking at their diet to try to um, to try to resolve some of their symptoms or alleviate some of their symptoms. Plus, your product just tastes good. Right. So as I have always said to people <laughs> that you know, it's great to have a story. It's great to, um, you know, have a reason for doing something. But at the end of the day, if the product doesn't taste good, then the consumer's not going to come back, right? They're just, you know, even if it makes them feel better for a moment, I mean, they just won't. They, especially when they need to go purchase it. So, I mean, that's something that I learned with Hint as well, that it's, there are many people who still don't even know that it doesn't have any sweeteners in it, right? And, or don't really think about, you know, the fact that it, they just like the taste of it. And I think that that's really what I see in your product too, that it, yes, it's healthier and better for you, but you can also, even if that's not really what your focus is, you want something that tastes great. That's Jackson's for sure. Every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur makes their first sale on Shopify. That's over 3,000 sales every day. One of those sales could be you. Shopify is more than an online store. It is a subscription-based software that allows you to sell your product, reach your consumers, and drive sales all from one place. Shopify also gives you detailed reports of your conversion rates, profit margins, and traffic to your page. You can then generate traffic by using Shopify's integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots and everything in between. Plus, Shopify instantly lets you accept all major payment methods. Shopify has everything you need to scale your business, whether you're a brand new startup or a seasoned entrepreneur. I personally love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success with Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash Kara, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash Kara right now. That's shopify.com slash Kara. Jackson was clearly your inspiration uh, for you and, and your husband and, and your company. What would you say to people who have a product idea that stems from a mission? I mean, do you hear it back a lot from consumers who you know are talking about your story and and the mission. I mean, do a lot of people come back to you and you know share their stories with you? 
I would say they do. I think that, you know, there are consumers like you've mentioned who really don't care at all. And they just want something that tastes great and, and seems possibly a healthier option for them or their family. And that's, that's great as well. Not everybody needs to lean in and, and understand why we do what we do. Um, for the folks that do though, we do hear a lot of feedback because a lot of them are on very restrictive diets or trying to navigate something within their home, within themselves, within a child, a spouse, partner, whatever. And so they're really reading the labels. They're really reading the ingredients. And they're finding that even though there are a lot of options out there, you know, only certain products line up with where their focus is, right? And so when you're taking a lot out of your diet and trying to line up, you know, something that's convenient where you're not having to make everything from scratch, what we hear is, you know, your, your products and your chips really check that box for me. So, you know, I can only eat something that has these three ingredients in it. Okay. Well, what I find is your sweet potato chips with organic coconut oil and sea salt, they really check that box for me. So that's at least one one product that I can buy off the shelf and make it easy for my family or make it easy for myself. So, you know, we do hear a lot of feedback because there's a lot of gratitude in people. Maybe they don't understand why we started and that we were in that same situation, but they understand that, you know, our products meet a need that they have and something that they haven't found any other solution for. Uh, like folks who are coming off of a Whole30, you know, a January reset, and they're trying to bring foods back into their diet because they've been, you know, cooking from scratch the entire month of January where they're only eating certain products or, you know, they're trying to figure out what lines up with that particular diet and that particular approach. We hear from them a lot in February where they're like, oh, this is great. You know, a snack that really kind of aligns with what I've been doing for the last 30 days and keeps me on track and moving forward. So it is fulfilling to hear from people who uh, who are in the same situation because it's a difficult position to be in. And so if we're making their lives easier because we offer a great product, that's very fulfilling for us and for us as founders and for our team, for sure. Well, that's what I, I share with people a lot. When I decided to start Hint, it was uh, all I saw on the... I never went down the beverage aisle. I always used to drink my diet soda, Diet Coke in particular. And it was, for me, it was just this trickery going on, that it was healthy perception versus healthy reality was what I called it. Um, and then finally, I just said, I got to give up this diet soda. And I couldn't believe that there wasn't a product like Hint. Um, and so that's, you know, why I decided to create it. But, you know, when I think about your category, um, it's the same thing. I mean, there are many people who, you know, are frustrated. I mean, to actually live healthy is hard. And it's very confusing for consumers. And you have to read labels. You have to do research. And having a great story, having a great mission and reason for creating something um, out of your own need, I think, is something that really helps people to understand why they might need it. And it might help them as well. So I, I love that about your story. So you were on Shark Tank. Uh, I'd love to hear about the experience. And uh, we've had a bunch of people from who had been on Shark Tank, some people who took offers, uh, some people who didn't get offers, but I'd love to um, hear about your experience. 
we had a great time on Shark Tank. I mean, ours was very positive and I'd say pretty easy, seamless. You know, it started in early 2017 where there was this wonderful article in the Denver Post about our business, about our son, um, why we were doing like the whole mission around Jackson's. And the uh, team from Shark Tank saw that article and reached out to us and asked if we'd be interested in talking with them, if we'd ever considered being on Shark Tank. And I think when you have you know, when you have a product, that's great. When you have a story, when you have something that has some teeth in it, people ask you all the time, or I was getting this question all the time of whether we'd ever go on Shark Tank or had we thought about Shark Tank, not from the Shark Tank crew, but just, you know, consumers and, and friends and family. And it always scared me a little bit. Like they seemed so rough and mean and and, you know, just a, like a, a very difficult process that I didn't necessarily want to expose myself to or our business, right? Our intention around how we started and why was so personal and meaningful to us that I I just wasn't sure I wanted to open that up to something larger or, or a criticism that yeah. seemed negative. So when they asked us if we considered it, we decided, well, sure, we'll, we'll entertain this conversation. And um, throughout the course of the next several months, so I'd say until kind of late May, early June, we spoke with that producing team. We spoke with um, different folks who'd been on Shark Tank, just trying to understand what the process was like. It's very not secretive is not the right word. And I don't know if other people had this experience, but it's very hard to understand. It feels a little bit of smoke and mirrors because, you know, they'll ask you for um, questions to answer. So they'll ask you for some video that's answering certain questions. And then it's very non-committal, right? You don't hear anything for a little while and then they'll come back to you. So you're kind of making it through these cuts without necessarily realizing that you're doing that. And then it finally got to this place where they invited us to come in late June. So this was early June. They invited us to come in late June and pitch to the sharks and, you know, share our business and share our story. And so you know, in parallel to doing that sort of television interviews that they were asking us to do for several months, they were vetting out our business, you know, going through making sure what we were saying was accurate. And so, you know, we got to this place, we, we decided to do it. Uh, we went in late June of 2017, did our pitch, did this deal, like a handshake deal with Rohan Oza, who is part of Kavu, which is a venture capital uh, firm that has a lot of CPG investments. And so he's called the brand father. That is his nickname. Um, and he is still part of our business. He's been fantastic to work with. He's just a really great guy. And um, you know, once we did this handshake deal with him, we took his deal. It was a million two hundred fifty thousand dollars and for seven and a half percent stake in our business. And uh, once we did that, then kind of behind the scenes, the ABC team sort of leaves and we start working directly with his team and doing more due diligence and just having those conversations to get to the actual uh, signing of the deal. And you know, the, the difficult part for us with Shark Tank. So that process was easy and fun and very positive. Even the pitch was 
um, something that I was really nervous about walking out there and pitching. And uh, we had a great reception from all of the sharks who were very supportive. In fact, at one point they were trying to help us negotiate with and against Rohan. And so, you know, it became this like team effort uh, a little bit. And, um, and so, you know, for us, the, the, I think appearance on Shark Tank, we appeared um, in early October. It was on the season premiere. Um, and, you know, that really just catapulted our business in certain ways. I mean, at that point, we had national distribution with some pretty large retailers like Whole Foods. We were a national brand. We were working regionally with some really fantastic retailers as well, like Wegmans and, and King Supers mm-hmm. and, um, you know, some, uh, some really great natural and organic accounts like Natural Grocers and Mother's Market and Jimbo's and Erewhon and, you know, all of these really key accounts, Fresh Market, Sprouts, um, you know, some key natural and organic, some key conventional Publix was another one we were working with. So, you know, we had this distribution. It didn't necessarily elevate that for us, but what it really did was launch our e-commerce channel like a rocket. You know, one of the really interesting things for us to watch that night of the airing was to see you know, the East Coast, the Midwest, Mountain West, the Pacific, right? And so there was this staggered appearance that you could really track online through our website and through Amazon orders. And so it just, you know, skyrocketed and and launched it in a way that we could never have done without Shark Tank. That's incredible. And were you guys ready for that kind of business? Because I bet that that just went boom. I mean, all over the place. Everybody was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, Were you guys ready for it? I mean, it's hard to prepare for it. Yeah. To have that burst in there. Yeah. You know, it's hard to get the back end ready for what you might expect the front end to be and, and to sync those up. So like, just the bandwidth of what we were able to not necessarily ship as orders, but just take on, like bring in the orders and and have the capacity technologically to do that. We had to ramp that up. And uh, in our case, and I think this is pretty typical, Shark Tank gave us two weeks notice. And so we were really working hard in that window before our airing to make sure that you know, we could support what the traffic was going to be to our website, that we had inventory on Amazon that that wasn't just kind of inventory, but what we thought customers would want, like a mixed variety pack of, you know, snack size and a variety pack of five ounce. And so we really had to hustle to make sure that we were able to meet the man that we thought was going to be there. So People always think that entrepreneurs just kind of snap their fingers and everything just kind of comes together. Obviously, you know, you had a lot of really big stuff going on in your family, as well as, uh, you know, trying to build a company that's that's taking off. I'd, I'd love to hear if there was a challenge along the way, you know, or one that really stands out that you thought, okay, we're done. I'm not sure that we're going to be able to go on. <laughs> You know, it's fascinating to me when I talk to founders and founders in every single industry. They're different stories, but they're similarities, right? And it's never easy. There's always backstories and stuff that happens that the consumer doesn't know about, other founders don't know about. But I'd love to hear if there's one in particular that you learned a lot of important lessons from along the way. 
Yeah, there's there's one big one actually that affects professionally and personally, and and those things came together in this way that um, that I'm not sure in the moment I understood the significance of um, because it was such a a fog, but um, but certainly in hindsight, I have learned a lot of lessons from it. But you know, at the same time that we were on Shark Tank, so in 2017. Um, my son was part of an experimental drug trial, Jackson, and he was 16 years old. So we did this, you know, we'd been to Shark Tank in June in, to Los Angeles to the set, did our pitch, had this deal, you know, riding really high on this feeling of accomplishment and, you know, possibly on the, on the, you know, cliff on the verge of something even bigger because we were at this inflection point in our business. And this was a, the timing of appearing on Shark Tank was significant. And so there was that happening. My son was part of this drug trial that uh, was going really well. And so in July of 2017, we increased the dosage of his experimental drug and things looked good. And then in August, you know, we get this call from Shark Tank crew that they'd like to come to Crested Butte where we live and do this extended home segment and, you know, really share his story and talk about his disease and uh, create awareness for that. So all these super positive things, which I think is, is part of living in this this space of being an entrepreneur, right? Like within a 24 hour period, you can go from a really big high to really big low and repeat it again the next day. And so, you know, all of this Shark Tank fun stuff was happening. My son was moving forward in this drug trial. And then it really all came to this crashing halt in mid-August, a few days after the Shark Tank crew had been there filming that my son passed away from this drug trial and completely unexpected um, uh, and and blindsided us. And so we're at this, this place of you know, this story for our business is tied so personally to him and his story. And how do we keep moving forward, right? How do we, how do we talk about what happened kind of at a brand level while we're personally grieving and, and just shattered um, and, and try to, you know, sync those things up. Right. And, and it was incredibly difficult to, to marry both of those things. Right. My husband and I continue to run the business in the months and years after he passed away and tried to be this, you know, touchstone and this rock for, consumers who heard this story for our own team, but, but, you know, really prioritizing our family and our other kids, right? I had three other children who were eight, 11 and 14 when he passed away. And so it was like, you know, how do we keep all of this moving forward? And, and we didn't like, we didn't keep it moving forward with the business. And, and unfortunately, you know, some of the things that we had, uh, really needed to address in the business prior to this happening really came to a head. So things like we had worked with a co-man the whole time. The economics around co-packing did not line up for us and were not shifting. And so we were in this situation where we needed to either uh, find a new co-packer, we needed to reset the co-packing relationship we had, or we needed to get our own manufacturing facility. And 
you know, I'd say all of these variables came into play kind of 2018, 2019 in a significant way where we were trying to continue to move forward, lead this business, lead our family and, you know, struggle with some of the growth that we'd had and having the right capital, you know, both financial and human capital in place to to navigate this. And so, you know, where that left us was a business that couldn't sustain where it was. We were overskewed. We needed to pull back and reassess what we had in the market, where our best sellers were, you know, what was our hero skew? What were our core skews? Who were we as a brand? You know, how were consumers relating to us and where were they aligning to our products and our story and, and really kind of reset the pandemic for us was a great opportunity to do that. Honestly, um, there was so much cover around everything that was happening and, and certainly products getting to shelves and the priority of which products needed to be on shelf with toiletries, for instance, versus snacks, even though snacks really grew a lot during the pandemic and people enjoyed uh, their comfort food and their comfort snacks. And so, you know, for us, we were able to do that, do that reassessment of the business throughout 2020 and recapitalize the business, find the right partners who have the vision and the capital to invest in Jackson's and come back to market in 2021 as a stronger brand uh, with the right pieces in place, namely, and first and foremost, our own manufacturing facility. That's so, amazing. You know, the the challenge that you asked about is really pulling this entire business back, reassessing, reorganizing, and then relaunching. And I'm not sure it's something I would ever recommend to the degree that we had to do it. It wasn't just, you know, taking one or two SKUs out of the lineup and keeping placement on the shelf. It was pulling it all back then doing the assessment over a six to 12 month period and then relaunching again, which we did starting last fall. So fall of 2021, about a year ago. No, that's an incredible <laughs> story. And I know how much you've I can been laugh through. about it a little bit. Yeah. But it was crazy and I'm sure stressful. And uh, so I had somebody on a few episodes ago and, you know, I think you described it perfectly. What he was saying too is that. You know, an entrepreneur in 24 hours, just the ups and downs. I mean, it's like it's, you know, there's a lot of adrenaline and, and good stuff, but it's also it's it's a lot. I think a lot of people just don't realize it. And I have a huge appreciation for entrepreneurs and founders in particular. That's why I focus my podcast on them, um, because I really think that there's always these incredible stories of tenacity and resilience and maybe stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> along the way too and i think naivete yes, i mean exactly and it's um and we all like live in this world where we appreciate the pieces of it so well such an incredible story i loved that you shared all of this with us and uh we will have in the show notes all about jackson's and uh jackson's 
chips and and do you go more by Jackson's chips or Jackson's what I always call it Jackson's so I just didn't yeah Jackson's yeah I always call it Jackson's I think most people I know that are your consumers call it Jackson's so such an incredible incredible interview so thank you Megan for doing what you're doing and and your husband as well and uh what a great story of legacy and really doing things for all the right reasons. Thanks all for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank all of our guests and our sponsors. And finally, our listeners, keep the great comments coming in. And one final plug, if you have not read or listened to my book, Undaunted, please do so. You will hear all about my journey, including founding, scaling, and building the company that I founded, Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.